Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ben Speaks. I'm your mostly forgettable host, Chris Blakeman. Thanks for coming along. Have a beer. Uh, This uh, is officially the beginning of tax season. And if you don't know me, uh, get very familiar with the phrase taxes theft. Um, This is that time of the year when the buckets of pus at the IRS expect you to to be overwhelmingly gleeful at the idea of <clears throat> the realization that the out of the $12,000 in taxes you paid for this year, you get a whopping $2,200 back. That is income that they've stolen from me with no return on investment. I uh, challenge anyone to... Just declare what exactly it is that my return on investment is because I will simply put it to you this way. There's a very good chance that uh, my Social Security isn't going to be enough to support whatever lifestyle it is I'm living, if it, if I am living at all by the time I may claim that lifestyle. Um, the idea that uh, government run insurance is going to somehow improve my quality of life. I'd simply ask you to take a look at how the veterans are getting it and um, how the elderly are still paying for insurance uh, because they need to subsidize their their um, Medicaid insurance uh, just so that it's um, somewhat, you know, palatable. So, In my lifetime, I will wind up paying in a lot more than I get back, and there is almost no return on investment. It's basically the same thing as um, street crime, uh, thuggery, uh, what you call it, uh, uh, gangs uh, saying they're going to protect you from harsh elements, you know, uh, outside invaders, etc., uh, except for all the wars that we're involved with are foreign and they don't really directly affect my um, my uh, well-being so much. And they're mostly voluntary for whatever reason. Uh, we volunteer to go into these places and uh, do these maneuvers and um, at the expense of our young men and women uh, who really aren't experienced enough in life to to know that there's a better way of doing things um and and i'm not denigrating the military whatsoever uh i just believe that the the uh, government has one uh mission statement and that is to protect us from um outside invasion and um well they they, uh, they don't even do a good enough job from inside invasion and our own politicians. So tax is theft. Tax will always be theft in my eyes. You can, uh, you can disagree with me. I don't care. Uh, as your prerogative, this is my show. And I hate this time of year. With that, I have to drink because my country makes me drink. All right, so tax is theft. That's my rant. That's pretty good. I actually thought I was going to go on a little bit longer with that one because I, I hate it so much. All right, so um, I do want to focus a little bit today on integrity. I, I, 
I, I don't see it as often as I'd like. I do on the microcosm. I do see it on the micro level with my friends and stuff. I love my friends. I do. I really do. Um, on, on the whole, I do think that there are, there are personalities on the radio that, and, and TV that would claim to, um, be allies with the way I think, um, the way a conservative thinks they freely call themselves conservatives and they, they, um, they continuously bumble their way um, into scrutiny, and they deserve it. Uh, I didn't. I, I might be the only person that that feels this way, uh, but uh, I'll uh, lead into what I'm talking about. the The other day, uh, let's just let's just reset the stage a little bit. I listened to Rush Limbaugh for a very long time and up until he passed, uh, the world will never be the same without Rush Limbaugh. Uh, he was a grounding rod for me. He uh, put humanity on display on a lot of different levels and he was humble and that means something. If you're, if you're humble, you can allow the people you disagree with to present themselves in a way where they they shine a light on their own misgivings and on their on their own faults, but there are very flamboyant characters out there, and I'm to this day I'm just completely baffled as to how Dan Bongino got to take over that prime time slot in the afternoons of Rush Limbaugh, and I I rarely find myself interested in what he's saying. Because there are certain guys, certain personalities out there, and I'll, I'll probably piss a few people off, but Hannity falls into the category. The same goes for Tucker to a certain extent. Bongino, definitely. What I mean is they like to repeat themselves. And when, when you're dealing with people that like to repeat themselves, and and they spend most of their time reiterating a thought to to formulate another thought or to compound thoughts or to uh, push a, an agenda. You 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 really do create a, a a bit of a sensation that you like to hear yourself talk. Now that comes with a little bit of irony because here I am talking to. You guys, but see, I don't have a national f- format, and 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 I don't, I don't, I don't get on stage every day, and I I tend to only try to speak when it seems necessary. So I'm not, although I do appreciate the idea of having somebody like a Dan Bongino be a messenger for the cause, if you will. I don't subscribe to his. Uh, way of going about certain things. So, and you know, a lot of a lot of people who may be similar to me, but um, maybe have their their differences with the politicians or the the, the persons that I admire. Uh, they'll pride themselves on holding uh, certain people 
uh, to task when they screw up. And th- that's, there's no difference between us in that regard. I, I, I do the same thing. In fact, it's in my best interest to do the same. You, screw, when you put yourself in the public eye, you know damn well that you're subjected to scrutiny. And so it should come as no surprise to be scrutinized. I'm fairly pedestrian in nature and nobody knows who I am. I am nobody. So nobody comes at me sideways because I don't carry any leverage. But when certain people who do carry leverage um, get away without being scrutinized, it, it does tear my ass up a little bit. And I think Bongino deserves to be scrutinized. So I'm going to scrutinize and criticize him for what I think is, you know, going against a lot of the things that he claims he believes. So it will put him in a position of being a hypocrite once I explain what it is that I have an umbrage with. So the other day, um, and nearly every day on his show, he dangles this carrot to what he calls liberals because he's still living in a world where it's liberals and and conservatives, and that's not true. I, I don't like it that he calls himself a conservative because he's not. He just kind of dances to the same drumbeat, but there's so many people on the right Republicans that call themselves conservatives, and they're not. They're, they're just not. The, the term conservative is, is, is a conjoined word with constitutional conservatives. Okay, and, and that's neither left nor right. And I believe Mark Levin is a very good example of how that pans out. The irony is, is that they're very good friends. I don't know how this works, but it does. And I appreciate people's points of view. I really do. And I think that's how I, I learn and grow on a lot of different levels. And I wish that those of us on the alleged right would um, practice what they preach. So he dangles this carrot. And the carrot is, you know, I'll debate any liberal, any day, anytime, anywhere, and, and, and you're welcome to come on my show, which the intention is proper. The intention is right. It's a little bit of sensationalism because he knows he's not going to get too many swings at bat because usually you're in your own encampment and you're not willing to, no matter what side you're on, you're really not ready to, you, you don't want that war because, you know, you may feel strong convictions to something, but you don't want to leave yourself unguarded in case, you know, you're proven wrong. So a lot of these, you know, thought leaders, I'm making quotation marks with my, my fingers. Um, these thought leaders, they, they have to isolate themselves to a certain extent so that they aren't proven wrong. So when he does get challenged and he did get challenged by someone, I would like to tell you that I don't agree with. And there are a lot of reasons I do not agree with Roland Martin. No, Rowan Martin. Okay, he's a a black fella. Uh, He has, uh, uh, he claims that he is neither right, uh, right or left. He claims that he is a critical thinker. He, he claims that he, 
holds everybody's feet to the fire. And I've seen some examples where he does, he does, uh, he does hold the left to account here and there. It's very selective, but he's got a Facebook page. You can go there. Um, what he, uh, what he is, is a race pimp and a suck hustler. Okay. And, and uh, although he's, he's, he's very articulate, he is intelligent. So when you, when you have somebody that is willing to take your challenge, Dan Bongino has to award himself, his listeners, and the challenger the opportunity to speak. And Dan did nothing but betray himself the other day, and he really disappointed his listeners. Or You know what he did? He disappointed this listener. Because I have, I have friends with a lot of different points of view. And they know when they tell me certain things, they know I disagree with them on policy. But, but there's so much more to the relationship that it doesn't define how much or how little I like them or they like me. There's a value there. And the value is what is more important than if we actually agree on every single thing. I, I don't know if I would know what to do with myself if everybody agreed with every single policy issue that I, ha- I hold, okay? So with that being said, if you're going to debate these things, although I've never taken a debate course, it's, it's simple. It, it's you, you pose a question, allow the person to fucking talk. And if you don't allow them to talk, you now run that risk of being scrutinized because you've, you've, you've put that challenge out there that you would debate anybody. So if you're going to do that, the rules of engagement are very clear, especially if you laid down the challenge. It, it would be different if he was just Lottie Don on his show and some random cold caller just started, you know, flinging platitudes and, and going off on Dan. And, and you know, and, and, and so Dan gets frustrated and he, and he takes control over his show and he dominates the conversation. So on a principal matter, when you clear the stage so that there is a conversation to be had, honor that. Don't be a tool. And Dan Bongino was a tool. And I've seen this before with other people that I admire. Mark Levin's bad at this too. But Mark gets random callers. He doesn't ever set it up to where it's a a clearly defined debate like Dan Bongino did. So there were several times where I really actually had to admire Rowan Martin because he made very, very good, you know, gestures as far as uh, 
making sure that that Dan understood that you know this he's not a leftist dyed in the wool and 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 as soon as you know as soon as Mr. Martin was beginning to have an opportunity to speak then Dan would come at him and talk over him and then accuse him of being a liar without anything substantive to prove that and that looks really bad i mean it really reflects badly because these these guys on the radio they they have they have a um a responsibility and the responsibility is to if you are the face of this uh genre of of ideology or this or this way of thinking then you you know don't don't put yourself in a situation where you can be you know ostracized don't don't make us look bad it's the same feeling i got the same feeling on the january 6th when i was you know went with my my friends and my and the love of my life and we're, and we're at a food cart right next to the capitol building and we get word that they had you know bum rushed Given given the capital, the bums rush, and and I'm thinking to myself, oh fuck, they're making us look bad, because this is not how it's supposed to go down. So Dan gives me the same cringy feeling when he just he he could have he should have taken on the philosophy of if you think this guy is wrong. Allow him to expose himself. Allow him to have the opportunity to uh, speak falsely or make wild proclamations that are either untrue or heinous. And you, you, you didn't see that, or rather, you didn't hear that. You, you you heard what sounded like a child um, combating someone uh, with all these uh, preconceived notions that just because they don't agree on policy, he, he wasn't willing to do it bit by bit. It was just a carpet bombing of platitudes and it embarrassed me because I'm like... This guy has this huge stage and it's it's not even fair or funny the way he went about doing that. So it really, really pissed me off. Pissed me off to the point that I private messaged this Mr. Martin on Facebook. After looking him up and finding out some things about him, I sent him a very pleasant message that basically read something to the tune of, look, this is who I am. You and I, we're not going to agree on a whole lot of issues. I didn't try to denigrate him. I didn't try to suck on his ass either. But I did let him know that, you know, guys like Dan Bongino, they don't represent the most of us. They don't represent half of us. You know, don't walk away from that incident thinking that, you know, this is how it's always going to be to combat those uh, on the other side of the aisle on uh, on uh, on issues because that's not the way a lot of us conduct ourselves and honestly that's not the way those of us who value integrity 
conduct ourselves. Um, I, I do think very lowly of a lot of things that Mr. Martins thinks about. He's very divisive. You know, most of his following is of one melanin level. And that that's part of the problem in this country anyways, is that there is this very tribal approach, but, but I accept the fact that there's a tribal approach to quite a few things in this, in this world period. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's not savory at all for me. The idea that, you know, these race pimps and suck hustlers are out there, you know, getting credentials from people who live uh, completely, All right, so you'll have to forgive me for a moment because uh, round one got interrupted. Uh, the uh, youngest son just rolled in and I uh, had talked to him for a minute and I didn't want him to, you know, be involved in the podcast. Just not, it's not how he rolls. At any rate, uh, you know, going back to the topic at hand, the intellectual laziness that that went into Dan Bongino's screed and rant and rate it didn't do justice to the idea of civil discourse and it it left me with a sense of sympathizing for essentially the enemy um again i, I didn't i didn't know too much about mr martin uh before before this alleged debate and and so I was taken off guard by Dan Bongino's actions. See, he knew a lot more, but still it, it defeated the it defeated the idea of having an open discussion. And I'm sure you at this point you're getting where I'm going with that. And you know, since learning about this cat, I you know, I feel like he has a right to feel the way he wants, no matter how misguided he actually is. This this race baiting suck you know, suck hustler race pimp shit it drives me crazy because the way that the the way that this mindset is geared is it's to demonize everyone for something that should be held to an account on an individual level for those who violate those individual civil rights, you know, issues. Uh, I, I'll be damned if I'm going to be held to account for, you know, uh, Bull Connor or Orville Favis for standing in, in schoolhouse doors. You know, the, the, the irony has no effect on these people because they're so focused on race that they really don't even, like, put two and two together that the party that they're put, uh, palling up with has been guilty of this since the day this party, this Democrat party was, was you know, uh, foisted upon us. Uh, the, 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 the party of the Confederacy is, is, is engaging in the same style of tactic that they were doing then. They were so focused on uh, racial identity and they used it as a as a crutch and a and a and a hammer and a sickle back then, and they're using it the same way now. Except for the blacks have bought certain blacks have bought into it, and they uh, they 
they don't know how to control themselves because there's they whip they whip themselves into such a frenzy of hatred um and and then they 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 just when you do that you your foxhole gets smaller and and your world gets angrier and you're angry all the time and you, nobody gets a chance to even talk because you know everybody's a freaking racist and it's so dumb it's so gay i'm so over it when we grew up most of my generation uh racism wasn't even a freaking thing it's getting old talking about it. It's, it's encumbering on the soul. It's, it's like, Jesus, you guys, you can't get past this. I'm not saying that the world is perfect, but this is the most free nation on the world. It is the least racist place on the planet. You will always find tribalism. You will always find bigotry. You always find some sort of prejudice somewhere. And and I'll be quite honest with you. If you're whitey and you're walking the streets of any major metropolitan city, you're going to find a whole lot more bigotry in the urban dwellers against you than you against them. Whitey ain't the problem. Whitey ain't 13% of the population that's responsible for 50% of the overall crime. Whitey ain't the problem. So this this race pimping, this suck hustling shit, it, it, what it does is it detracts from responsibility. And, and a whole lot of responsibility falls on a certain aspect of society, and that aspect of society seems to be real fucking entrenched in blaming everybody else but themselves. Dumb. Old. Played out. That is a Democrat Party trick. It's an old, dirty trick. And it seems to be playing itself over and over and over again. You would think history wouldn't continue to repeat itself, but it really, it really does. And it's really bad for society overall. And, and, and what I really love is when white leftists lecture the nice country on, on racism while standing up racism by pandering to ideals akin to affirmative action. Again, you're not going to get rid of racism unless you get rid of the racism. You have to move on. The idea was uh, judging someone on the content of character, not their melanin level. So... Things like um, appointing a uh, black female Supreme Court justice. Hey, that's a great idea. Okay, if they're really qualified for the job, I have no issue for that. You know what the issue is? The issue is when you get so myopic and your blinders are put on and you declare no other person has a chance of getting this prestigious position in the in the uh, judiciary, 
unless you're a black female. You see, that's targeting. That's racist. That excludes anyone else, an Asian, Asian woman, uh, white women, uh, any kind of anything else other than black and female. You see, you see that there's a double standard there. I mean, I know it's hard for some people to put their fucking finger on it, but it's right there. When you declare things like that, you become the reprobate. You become part of the problem. And in the legacy media and the other reprobates that, that, you know, goose step along with this ideology, this sickening racist ideology of affirmative action, pandering. It's what it should have been called when Nixon freaking signed that into law. The Pandering Act. The expectation, the, the soft bigotry of low expectations. And now we have a, a wellspring of people get overlooked for jobs because they're the wrong melanin level. They might be more than qualified. They're not black enough. They're not female enough. And as we all know, the best females in 2022, well, they're males. The irony is sickening and it's getting old and I'm getting tired of it. Just like I'm getting tired of the idea that this administration has no interest whatsoever of protecting our southern borders. They're secretly flying immigrants all around the United States dropping them off in the middle of the night in closed airports and um, letting them loose. But Ukraine, now that's a border we can get behind. We can dump billions of dollars in ammunition, in supplies, putting our troops in readiness, uh, postures to be able to spring into action we're 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 willing to go into more debt financially and protect a border of a relatively third world nation from the aggressions of Russia and I would like to remind you that NATO was specifically created to handle this situation. We're willing to go all these extra lengths for that situation, but our own border, mm-mm. can't do it. Can't do it. We're just going to keep letting all these people come into this nation illegally. It sets a really horrid precedent. Because those people want to get into this country for a couple of different reasons. One of them is law and order. That is what holds up our nation. That's what a republic is based on law and order. But when you start skirting the law, you become a criminal. And I'm talking about the politicians responsible for this madness. So the military industrial complex is being revved up again for an impending standoff against our old Cold World rival, Cold War rival. 
And uh, our southern border, wide freaking open, Jack. And that's a national security threat. But, uh, you know, priorities. You got to get our priorities, you know. And the priorities are right now, America last. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Ben Speaks. Thank you very much for hearing me out. I'm sorry it seems like it all seems so negative. It's really not. There are positives in almost everything that I'm trying to relay to everyone. But um, common sense has to become something of more significance if we're going to continue to be a republic. We will never be a perfect union, but the objective is to strive for a more perfect union. So with that in mind, uh, fuck the IRS. Let's go, Brandon. God bless you. God bless America. Have a good night. Thanks.